Hello, it's Larry Clark with Excelsior Music Publishing. We're going to take a little different approach to the From the Composer podcast today, and we're going to be talking to composers as they are asked questions by an actual music educator. So we're going to start today with composer Laura Estes. Hello, everyone. It's Larry Clark with another episode of Meet the Composer Live, and I'm here today with composer Laura Estes and Holly Lloyd, who is band director in Georgia, and she's going to be asking the questions of Laura. And Holly, take it away. All right. Well, Larry and Laura, it's a pleasure to be here today uh, with this Excelsior format. And Laura, I know a lot of my students are very interested in your story as a composer. So just to kick it off, um, they want to know where, where you're from and how did you get started in music first? Well, I'm from South Florida. I grew up, I was born and raised in Hollywood, Florida and got you know, all my education there and went to college in Florida. And I started piano when I was eight years old. And that is how I got started. I just remember my whole life wanting to play piano. And finally, my parents got one, actually on Valentine's Day, 1968. Oh. <laughs> I, I remember that. So, so um, that's how I got started in music. And I always also wanted to be in band. So the first opportunity I had to join band, I did. Okay, so what is, uh, what's your band instrument? What was your instrument when you were in band? Um, I started out on clarinet for a few months, and then my band director asked me to play Barry sax. So wow. I did. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, and you, you mentioned college there. Where did you, where did you go to college? And what, what degree in music were you seeking? I started out at University of Florida and then transferred to Florida State. So my I have my bachelor's in music ed from Florida State. And then um, a few years into teaching, I started um, my master's at Georgia State, and that's also um, in music ed. Okay, all right, very, very good. Um, so along in your musical career here uh, and your little journey, who were some of your musical mentors along the way? Because, you know, we're all influenced by teachers. And who, who would you say were your important ones? Um, uh, my, I guess I can think of um, four. So my, my two main piano teachers, Ida Deitch and Gerald Snyder, uh, were, were hugely important to me. And, of course, Mrs. Deitch started me on piano. And then um, in high school, I had two very fine band directors at Nova High School, Tom Williams and then Fred Humphreys. Yeah, and I know a lot of people don't know, but you and I both had Fred Humphreys. Yes. As we both went to the same high school. So that's, uh, I feel very fortunate there. Um, so I'm going to fire some questions from my students. Uh, they were very happy to ask you questions. Um, and Rebecca, one of my clarinetists, asked, what, what type of style of music do you like to write? Well, I'm still very, very brand new at this, but um, my goal is to write um, middle school band music, music for 
maybe first, second, and third year players, maybe early high school, middle school band, you know, okay. like. Very, very, very cool. Um, and I'm going to do a couple of their questions and then we'll go back to your bio. But um, Shirley Aflutis asks, how, how does a composer start a piece? <laughs> I think that everybody is different. But again, I'm still so new at this. So um, I think for me, for me, it boils down to what are the, what am I trying to teach the students? Uh, I've been trying to think um, what, what concepts would I want to teach my students and, you know, try to find a fun way to do it or a memorable way to do it. And so the pieces that I'm writing um, have, um, hopefully really great melodies and you know chord progressions but in also in my mind um i'm thinking what skills can can this reinforce okay and along with that she also asked when do you know the piece is done <laughs> how do you finish the piece well again because um I'm so new at this. Um, I only know what I know. <laughs> and and mm -hmm. so I would get to basically the end of my knowledge, the end of my information. And I look at this piece, I'm like, I don't think it's done, but it's as far as I can go. And then I would um, get help. You know, I, I had um, a friend of mine who's a composer look it over and then she would ask me really great questions which then got me thinking so mm -hmm. this is um, a huge learning process for me and uh, I, I don't I like, like I just submitted a piece just um, a few days ago and even the morning I submitted it I made a slight change in the percussion part so I, I just yeah. I don't Oh, if we all know when it's actually done, I'm still learning that. Sure, sure. Now let's talk about that. Um, so you left college and tying in what you did next, but also my question is when did you start composing? So I know this has a long trail for you. <laughs> well, um, I left college in, um, I graduated in 1981 from Florida State and I started teaching right then. So I taught for 36 years and retired a year and a half ago. I taught high school and middle school band. I started out in Florida mm -hmm. in the West at Horace O'Brien Middle School and I've had kind of circuitous route. Um, most of my career has been in Georgia. Mm -hmm. so, and, and that, that's where I, I live. So um, every once in a while I would think about composing, but maybe the last five years or so of um, my teaching career, I kept getting ideas for, you know, again, what we had talked about 
you know, how, how to teach certain skills, mm -hmm. a piece of music. So I just kept thinking more and more about composing. Mm -hmm. And then um, I didn't realize this, this would be my lap, the final year of teaching, but um, we were doing a superhero concert. And I always um, have trouble finding solo and ensemble music for, sure. for my, especially my double reads. And so I decided I'm going to learn how to do this. And I downloaded, I think, Finale Notepad. And I wrote, um, I transcribed a, a piece for um, 16 double reads. Wow. <laughs> sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, and they played it, and I was I was so proud of them, and and kind of proud of myself because it wasn't awful sounding. So, <laughs> but that's that's how I um, that that's when it, it really hit me. Like I, I think I can do this. I, I think I'd like to really try. Did you did you ever mess around some like in college or even earlier in your career with with the composing bug or not really? A little bit, little bit. So. Um, I remember um, earlier in my career, I was at a high school and we were playing um, for assessment and production from the Seraglio. Mm -hmm. So it was a art transcription. And I was listening to the, um, you know, record of, of these symphony orchestras playing it. And I, I kept thinking, why does the trumpet have the melody there when clearly Mozart had it for clarinet or, you know, like that. And so I started rearranging the piece. It was already arranged by somebody. So I was rearranging it and, and it, you know, came out well. And then different times in my life, you know, um, I, I remember in high school and middle school, trying to do a few little things. Um, I, I did some things for my, my middle schoolers again, but years ago, just um, just to again bridge bridge some gaps, but not not really a whole bunch. Okay, all right. Coming back to some student questions. Um, so Catherine asked um, this, if you could describe the process of harmonizing, like building the harmony with the other instruments. You know, you already have your melody. You know, how do you go about that? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I know. They came up with some great ones. <laughs> Your students are great. Um, so, so for me, um, what I've been doing is I come up um, with these melodies, and I can also hear the chord progressions in my mm -hmm. head. I'll sit down at the piano and, and play it. And mm -hmm what it sounds like and then I'll, I'll try some um, surprise chords mm -hmm. so so what I've I don't want to say I have a style yet because I'm so at all of this but I think what I'm starting to see is is that um, I'll have a chord progression that's pretty you know natural or normal mm -hmm. And and then I'll I'll start throwing in some some odd you know they like 
go in some different way and, and to make it more interesting. And, and so what I'm, I'm trying to do is each time the melody comes back, I'm trying to do something different. So either it's a different chord somewhere in there or it's a, a little twist on the melody, things like that, just to make it more interesting and fun. That's great. That's great. I know as a teacher uh, in the middle school level, it's, you know, a lot of times things get boring. So, you know, from the other side of the podium, I really appreciate that. Something that there's a little surprise or, wow, that's a neat color. Um, so I think that that will be something that will serve you well. Okay, so Michael, our tuba player, asks, um, one of our tubas, how do, how do you get the inspiration to write the music? Where's that come from? <laughs> yeah. Well, my entire repertoire of three pieces so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first one, uh, the one that, that just came out, that, mm -hmm. um, that really was, I started writing that as an exercise for myself to learn finale. Okay. Because I had spent many, many years on purpose not learning finale. So <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, I was like, okay, I, I really need to learn this. And, and so I um, did that and, and I, I just, I just came up with this, melody and the title almost um, from the very beginning. And, and so I, I don't know which one in influenced the other more. And, yeah, so I, I hope I answered that okay. Yeah, that was fine. Um, and tying into that, Brandon, a trombone player, asked, how do you come up with the ideas for the accompaniment? Okay, so you've got your melody. You know, how does that influence the accompaniment? That's also a good question. Yeah, they were, they were stunning me. <laughs> I think that reflects um, on you. What a great teacher you are. Thank you. Firsthand. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess for the, 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 same, the same thing, the accompaniment, um, you had said color. And I want it to be different each time. Another goal of mine is, especially playing baritone saxophone all those years. Sure. I mean, maybe I would have the melody for a few measures in one piece over a three-year period. And we yeah. were so excited. Mm -hmm. so I, I really am trying to, um, in some way, feature all of the different instruments so that mm -hmm. all the instrumentalists um, can, can feel like they have something special in the piece. So that also affects the accompaniment and, um, and, and, and what I'm learning is, is that um, you know, the, the accompaniment has to be uh, not always the exact same rhythm as mm -hmm. melody because mm -hmm you want to be interesting and and so um and then you have the the chord progression in there so um i'm just trying to also use the accompaniment to be um, just fun and different 
Okay, neat, neat. Um, Salvador, another saxophone, asks, how long does it take you to compose a piece? <laughs> well, <laughs> the first one took me a really long time because I, I had this huge learning curve, not just with composition, but the actual uh, program, which mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still learning. And, um, and then I was proud of myself because the second piece didn't take as long, but then I've had to circle back to the piece and found that it has taken just as long. <laughs> so um, I, I think as time goes on, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get better at it and then I can, you know, do, do things quicker, but um, I'm also kind of a perfectionist and, in this area and um, and so I, I keep I keep revisiting things so for me months and months and months okay like six months four months or it just depends on the piece it just it I think it just depends on the piece um, so, so each piece has gotten a, a little um, quicker you know the first piece including literally learning how to do finale i mean i've been working on it for at least 18 months okay. and, and but that but again that's that's also the learning curve the second piece i would say um you know six months off and mm -hmm. on and and the other thing is is um as i think of the melodies and i i do the chord structure and i kind of write write that part out i, I hand write it on staff paper I don't start writing it right away. Um, I just kind of let it percolate. So mm -hmm. I, I, I just think about it a lot and, and then start. With my third piece, um, I knew what I wanted to do, but, and, and when I was ready to start writing it, I, I sat down and I just couldn't, I, I, I kind of um, hit, a, hit a block and, and then I hit on um, a rhythm, a specific rhythm that was, I really liked. It was kind of cool and syncopated in 6-8. And, and then everything just started to flow from that. So I, I'm still learning all of that and how long it'll take me. Neat, neat. Um, so, you know, now that you're, you've done this trail of band directing and composing and um, what advice would you give to, say, a, a musician in college now, or high school, or someone interested in composing, just about to help them out with this journey or art of composing? Oh, I, I would say get some staff paper and just write your ideas down. Um, I know that any time students came to me with stuff like that, um, I would have them write it down and we would try to play it a little bit and um, work with them a little bit, you know, to make sure it, you know, <laughs> kind of lined up the right number of beats were in the measure sure. and things like that. But I, I would, I think it's super important because it's, it's very creative. And, and I, I just think it's, it's I, I would say to students to try it and and show it to your band directors and and ask your band directors 
if you can have the band play it or start with a small group or even a, a duet or even just a song, you know, just yeah. your own part and play it. And mm -hmm. I did encourage that and would, you know, suggest that the band directors encourage that and the student just keep trying. Sure. Now, how about the college person? They're in their, you know, maybe they're a composition major, maybe not. What are, what are some key things they might want to think about to get as tools? Um, I, I came at this a little differently than others. I, I was not a composition major or really have any composition classes. So I feel like I'm kind of behind the eight ball on that, but I, I would say to just listen a lot and look at, look at conductor scores a lot of whole bunches of different composers so that you can see how something was done. I, I can tell you that since I started composing, as I do look at scores, I, I am looking at them a lot differently um, I, I was um, judging someplace several weeks ago, and, and as I kept opening these scores, I was like, oh, oh, you know, that's how they do that, and I remember that, and um, it, so it, I just keep, keep doing that, and of course, you can find a lot of that stuff online now, very, very easy to find. I, I remember I had never seen a conductor score until I was a senior in high school. So I always make, make those available for students, but for, for the college folks, I, I would say just listen a lot to all kinds of uh, compositions and get a hold of those scores and, and study it. Yeah, I think, I think that's really neat because I, you know, just even as a conductor, um, listening informs me of so many things, good musical ideas, and different colors and different kind of pieces I seek out for my students. So that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Now I know you're a little new at this, but whose colors do you think you, you know, borrow from or, or who are some composers that influence you or that you like or colors you think are interesting? Oh, Holly, that's hard. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think the best way for me to answer that is, so I have this, this piano background. So it's a classical piano background and, you know, Mozart and Beethoven and all of that. And I, I'm noticing um, in my music that, that there's a little bit of um, polyphony. And so I'm wondering if, if you know, that has, has uh, come into play. And, and as far as, um, Others, I mean, I just, from beginning band through, you know, advanced high school, you know, I've played, you know, a lot of uh, compositions from a lot of different composers and they all just kind of stick in my head. I know that um, I had Bernstein in my mind a little bit with my first piece with um, Kvetcher's because, yeah, I, I just was using, you know, I was like writing, I was like, oh, who does that kind of remind me of, remind me sure. of Slava? Yeah. So, um, so I, the best way for me to answer that is I just, um, just
just a combination of all of the composers that I've played over the years. Mm -hmm. Okay, neat. Um, do you think um, that, and I know, again, you've come from a different angle, but you think young people in the business need to be aware of their just people skills? I mean, how did that work for you with the composing? Like when you first started to get published, you know, how did that happen? And do you think those skills are important? Oh my gosh, yes. And, and I was so lucky because again, um, I taught for so long and I have a lot of friends who are band directors and uh, especially with the first piece along the way, um, I, well, all, all of the pieces I've, I've asked different people to play them for me and they've, they've given me time. They've, you know, put, put the music in front of their band and then I hear it and it's like, <laughs> the first time it happened, I was like, oh, 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 no, 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 we got to change that. <laughs> okay. It wasn't a note thing. That, that made me feel good. So it really wasn't chords and notes and things like right. that. Is um, orchestration style mm -hmm. like like I remember the the first time a band did that for me. Um, the band director was very sweet and said, um, "Do you think you'd like to put some articulations in there?" <laughs> yeah. Yes, I should probably do that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> How <laughs> with finale and so. Um, that has been uh, invaluable and and so you know i i, I haven't um you know i haven't had to ask a, a stranger to help sure. do that so over the years you develop these skills you know people you have a good relationship with people and they ask you to do something for for them you know you know we musicians we band writers want to help each other out and, sure. and so I was super grateful that these people took time uh, out of their very, very busy rehearsal schedules, let, let me come in front of the band even. And, and, um, and, but, you know, I think most band directors would be, you know, like even my former students who graduated, you know, I would always say to them, if you ever need anything, if you, if you need to test out a teaching concept in front of a band you know let me know i'll put you in front of my band i think most band directors are helpful with that and so yes your people skills help you know meet them sure sure um do you ever think about being a woman in this field or in this you know new role as a composer I do. Um, I mean, I started in 1981, and, and I, I still remember um, my third year of teaching is when I started teaching high school. And I remember looking around the room, and I, I was the only woman. And mm -hmm. it, there have been lots and lots of times in my life when I look around and I I notice it. I don't think about it a whole bunch, but then I 
notice it. And so I think it's really important for everybody to have great role models. Mm-hmm. But I think it's especially important for everybody to be able to see people that look like them who um, who are their band directors or their composers or in, in all fields, not just in music. So I, I think it's very, very important. Great. You know, when I'm, when I'm making music, I don't think about my gender, uh, but I do realize things because of gender that have impacted my music making. <laughs> You know, childhood hymn is a real different piece after you've held your first child after, you know, having this baby. <laughs> so it's, you know, I, I can understand some of those things you've said. Um, so you've had this long band career and now you're venturing with this composing career. Where, where do you think this composing career takes you or what do you hope to do with it? Um, I don't know where it's going to take me, but... Um I, I've been, uh, things have been happening really, really fast for me since I submitted the piece to Excelsia, that my first piece, and um, I, I've just been, I'm just super thankful, and I just want to keep writing music that is um, helpful to band directors and students. I think we've all been there when you pass out a piece of music and it's just not going well. And then you're asking yourself, okay, is it students or is it the music? You know, is it just too hard or is it just not written well? I hope, I hope that I never have anything out there that people think it's not written well. And so, um, I just I just want to to help add to um, the band directors choices of of you know quality music for young people I I really um, I as a director I never liked playing a piece of music that I felt was watered down yeah. I, I wanted a piece of music that was truly composed for the students that are sitting in front of me, super relevant and, you know, written, just written well. Yeah, and I I can appreciate that too from the other side of the podium because it's, you know, sometimes in my career, you hit a point where you're like, I need a different color, I need a different piece, I want something more interesting and and certainly middle school level is and and above is is tricky to do that with i've i mean I've heard covetures at different stages um and and i really i liked you know a lot of the different surprises that came through and uh and uh people that are not Jewish may not get the term kvetch, but <laughs> but they'll they'll learn it in time. Uh, well, Laura, that's all the questions that we have right now. I'm, I know many band directors out there will be thrilled to play your music. Uh, and, and I think you bring a very unique perspective of a thoughtful band director and teacher. And I think those things will serve your pieces very well. I'm looking forward to playing some of them with our group here at Radloff Middle School.
Thank you so much, Holly. This has been a, a real pleasure and a, a real treat and honor for me. Thank you. Well, we're, we're, excited to have, we're excited to have Laura on the team at Excelsior. And Holly, thank you for doing the interview today. And we hope this is going to be useful to your students and to yeah. students all over the country. So we'll say goodbye. Thanks, Laura, again, and Holly. Bye. And have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of From the Composer. If you want to hear more of these podcasts, please subscribe or go to the Excelsior Music website at excelsiamusic.com. I'm Larry Clark. Thank you for listening.